This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, people. Guess what? Bowtie Guy, in your ears, once again. And you know why. That's right. Mess It Up Podcast time. Yay! But it's different. Because this week I've got a guest. Hey, it's me, Listener Beth from California. Uh, I don't know how I got that name. Do you? Uh, I do know how you got that name uh, because you uh, are a listener. Your name is Bev and you are from California. <laughs> and at the beginning of the podcast, I wanted to make it seem as though I had a lot of people listening to the podcast. I see. <laughs> so I it was, see. It was your incognito did. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyhow, uh, that's where we're going on that. And um, yeah. That's what's happening. So um, we're here with the Mess It Up podcast recording a show. I'm looking at it and I can tell that it looks like Bev is coming out of just the left channel. So I apologize for that, folks. Well, uh, I don't know what's going on, uh, but it is what it is. It's the Mess It Up podcast. So there's your mess. We'll try to turn that into a message, right? Um, but we are here to have some fun, talk to you. And I'm just, I'm super geeked to have a person talking with me. It's the first <laughs> time in a few weeks that I've actually had a, a co-host, as it were. So that's really nice. Uh, so, um, we're gonna do the best we can to make things go along smoothly. I want to remind you very quickly, listeners supported, that means text the word MUM to 760-WALL-CA. That's 925-5722 and you can help support the ministry to uh, get us into prisons and make things happen that way. So, we appreciate all of you listeners who support us uh, because we couldn't do what we do without you. We really, it would be so much more difficult if we didn't have your loving support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell your friends that it's not too late to jump on the bandwagon. We could use more supporters, always. We could use more supporters trying to get this ministry to grow. Uh, I, I just had a conversation today with some people and I'm hoping to have them on the podcast in the future, so I'm not gonna say too much about it, uh, but they run a company that um, is looking to try to do some art therapy in the prisons with us. And so that's very exciting. And in order to make that happen, we're going to need more funding. And that's why we ask people just like you to uh, to send that money. So thank you. Any any amount you give is great. Uh, we love uh, the idea of the $25 gift because it's easy to do the math on. I love the idea of a $100 gift because it's way easier to do the budget on. <laughs> so uh, whatever you can spare, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. Um, today, our word of the week is, uh, I, I almost said, do you want to try to guess what it is, Bev? I was like, okay, out of all the words in the world, let's see uh, if you... Claustrophobic. Oh, no, but that's a good one. The word is sequester. Ooh. And sequester means to isolate or hide something. Um, a lot of times we hear it in terms of like a, a jury gets sequestered, mm -hmm. uh, but we can sequester papers, we can sequester um, uh, different things. So it's, it's just a segregation, uh, separating of things. So hopefully this podcast will help you sequester the baloney from the fact, the nonsense from the sense. truth. The sense. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. Uh, so uh, go ahead and use that word in your sentences this week. Give yourself 10 points each time because we love who you are. We love what you do. Um, and that's just how we roll here on the Mess It Up podcast. So Bev, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. How are you I'm feeling today? I'm feeling really good, and we just got back from taking about a two-mile walk, 
and uh, in the lovely desert here where it was windy as all get out. That's <laughs> the thing. It was, it was two and a quarter, people. I want my quarter mile. I want my oh, credit. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we don't want to cheat us, ourselves. Yeah, it was good. It was the first time I'd gone out and done any real exercise in a while, and um, I can tell that I haven't done any exercise mm-hmm. in a while. I remember doing the uh, Relay for Life one time and mar- uh, walking 40 miles in a night, and today I walked two and a quarter miles, and I'm like, Ah, that was a lot. <laughs> so, um, getting older, and got to get more in shaper. I mean, round is a shape, but I need to get mm, in a more yeah. a more healthy shape. Uh, so, me thank too. you, Bev. Bev encouraged me to do it. So I appreciate that. Well, um, what we're looking at today in our uh, show is an idea. I don't remember who gave it to me, but I'm I'm pretty sure that. It was uh, listening to my my soccer podcast, my my British football, and they were talking about players and the potential of players. And um, they they asked one person on the podcast asked the other person, "Well, do you think they are more of a uh, a floor raiser or a ceiling raiser?" And I thought, well, that is an interesting mm-hmm. interesting concept. And I thought, you know, we can apply that to athlete athletics and athletes, but we can also apply it to our faith and our ministry and what we're doing in life and are we wherever we are and and i believe that we all are in a ministry of some sort Mm -hmm. um it might be the audience ministry that you participate in but but when you're doing whatever it is you're doing for christ are you raising the floor or raising the ceiling. Do, do you know what I mean by that, Bev? Or do you? What, what does I that have sound an like idea, but I'm not really tell, sure. Tell, us, tell me what you're hearing because I haven't said exactly what I mean by it, and, and I'm sure that people out there in Listenerville are and, wondering. That and that'll too. probably give you time to think about what you're saying. No, it'll give me time to take a sip. <laughs> um, to me, when I think remember, of, I walked two and a quarter miles. That's I'm going to need a lot and more sips tonight. Yes, right, right, right. Um, I think of a floor raiser as somebody who is an idea person, a launcher, uh, somebody who dreams big and um, starts things from the groundwork up. And I think of a floor raiser as... You just some, said floor raiser. I'm sorry. I mean, ceiling raiser, right? Ceiling yeah. raiser. Um, as someone who finishes the job. You know, they take it from there once it's off the ground. And uh, when that team gets tired or worn out, or when they can't quite see it through, or maybe they can see it through, this person jumps in and their specialty is uh, detail, making sure all the details are, are okay, in place yeah. and finished up. Yeah. That's one, that's, that's way to look at what, what I'm looking at for me is, you know, uh, for me, the ceiling raiser, the floor raiser takes the entire group and makes it better. The idea of all boats rise with the tide. So wherever we are, the the, sea, the floor raiser is that tide that's bringing it up. So if you've got uh, a pool that's empty and you put all your toy boats at the bottom of the pool, they're going to be at the bottom and you start adding water. Well, that water is a, a floor raiser. Mm-hmm. It's raising up what the floor is and bringing all those boats up. All the boats know is that they're on the bottom of whatever that level is. But that water will keep bringing them up and up and up and up. And so some people, I think, are those floor raisers. They make everyone else better mm-hmm. because of what they bring. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, if I'm looking at it in terms of music, the bass player, the drummer, those are going to be floor raisers. They're, like you said, setting the foundation and bringing everything up to a certain level. 
And then the ceiling raisers, ceiling raisers, you know, they are, are dreaming. Mm. They're going higher and saying, okay, mm. here's the potential. We had this potential and now because we've got a better person, we are able to go this much farther. And, and the beautiful thing is, is the, the concert that they perform together. Because let's say your ceiling raiser has a potential of raising the ceiling 10 feet. Well, if you start them up with a floor raiser that's already raised them 10 feet, now the ceiling is 20 feet. Mm -hmm. And so the floor raiser increases the potential of that ceiling raiser. And the ceiling raiser, they're breaking new ground. They're going where people haven't gone. Nobody can get as high as the ceiling raiser because they're putting it up there. But they're getting there because those floor raisers... Mm. Uh, you know, bring us in and help us out and, and move us along that way. Mm. Does, does that, that make does sense? That track? I wasn't seeing the ceiling raisers as the ones with the vision. I was seeing the floor raisers as the one with the vision, mm -hmm. but I can see it both ways. You, you know, know I, I, think, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right that it, it can be um, both ways because I, when I think about messed up ministries, um, I am most frequently um, an idea person. In ministry, I tend to be an idea person. Sometimes I'm an action person, but, but I get bogged down with details. I get lost, I get confused, I get distracted, I get bored, I get, you know, squirrel. <laughs> and so I'm just like, hey, here's an idea, go with it. And, and um, I remember when I worked on staff at the church, I told um, the senior pastor at the time, I said, look, I'm gonna have a lot of ideas. They won't all be good. I know that. What my job is, is to come up with the ideas. Your job is to sift through those ideas <laughs> and figure out which ones we're going to go with. So in that way, I was I was the floor raiser because just putting them out there and then seeing, letting somebody else go up uh, and, and go farther with that. But but I think I think can probably, the idea person can probably be on both sides because I Maybe. see how... I see how the, the, the ceiling, you know, is, is that idea person and they're, they're going like, or here we are, now let's go higher. Mm -hmm. um, when you, when you uh, made the word picture of the boats uh, in the pool, I was thinking today when we were at your mom's house and I was watching an ant hill and all the ants going in and out and in and out. And they traveled the entire length of her front yard all the way across. I was thinking, okay, well, what do those little ants see? To them, the, the floor is it. That's it. It's mm -hmm. all they're going to see. If you took one of those little ants and put it on the top of your mom's roof, now they're going to see something really different. Um, and so I think that those people that are the floor raisers have to see beyond maybe what everybody else sees because sometimes I can't see it. I can't yeah. see beyond where I am right then. I see the ground. It looks safe. It's where I've always walked. It's like, okay, so is there even a reason to go up higher? Even an yeah. inch higher, you know? But those floor raisers are the ones that can say to me, hey, you know what? If you come alongside of me, I'll, I'll raise you up to where you can catch this vision too and we can work together on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it definitely, the concert is important because... Um, it, each, each one, you're either pulling the other along or pushing the other along. And, you know, a, a truck without a trailer does not bring as much stuff. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you go camping and you've got a, a nice big truck, but you forget the trailer, well, camping's going to be rough. If you yeah. have the great camper and forget the truck, you know, you're not going to go, go far. very far. <laughs> yeah. So, so I definitely think we need to have both of those in in our lives. And and I'm going to talk more about that in just a little bit, but I do want to get to our song of the week. And our song of the week is one that I've been looking forward to for a while because I heard it on the radio and I just, just really love it. A while back, I stumbled onto this guy, Benjamin William Hastings, and now he's everywhere. Um, it's like every time I turn around, he's doing another song with another person, whatever. But, but this is one by Benjamin William Hastings, and it's called That's the Thing About Praise. We're going to give you about 90 seconds of it back on the other side to talk to about the song and also talk about more on the uh, ceiling raisers and floor raisers discussion. So here's Benjamin William Hastings, and that's the thing about praise. Sometimes the only way through it is a hallelujah. That's why I say hallelujah, hallelujah. That's what I want, and then there's where I'm at. Everyone step forward, it got me five steps back. And I cried, I called, God knows I. But most days faith is climbing up a mountain that stay. That's why the only way through it is a hallelujah. The only way through it is a hallelujah. Sometimes the only thing to do is just to hand it to Yeah, the only thing to do is just to hand it to And although my troubles shake me, I know they could never move Yeah, Sometimes the only way through it is a hallelujah. your problems but it'll tell you how small they are that's the thing about praise that's the thing about praise it won't always there you go uh and you know it is really difficult to go wrong with blessing offer for me too his voice is just so tasty yes Um, yes i i love that and that was uh blessing offer singing with uh, Benjamin Benjamin William Hastings, what what grabbed you on that one, Bev? I feel like that. Um, and this is just a feeling that I have. People who don't know the Lord, um, I think their idea is that when we call ourselves Christians, all our problems just go away; they just disappear. Um, whether that's something I've made up in my own head, or whether that's true that people do think that I don't know but I love how he says on several different paragraphs here it don't always fix your problems but I'll tell you how small they are it won't always move the mountains but it's good for the heart you'll never know what it's going to change but it'll always leave a mark and then he goes on every time that's the thing about praise I like that it'll always leave a mark yeah yeah um because it's all about perspective and uh, one of the hardest things that I've found in my life is when I'm going through a trial or when I'm feeling down or I'm just not having a great day, to think about praising is really hard for me to force myself to do. But if I can get there, it's worth the journey. And it really does change 
changes the way I feel, the way I look at things. Um, and God, it seems closer. Yeah. If I can allow him to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, right off the bat, the first line, when the rain you want is a flood instead. Mm. And I think about the things that I've wanted and the things that God has decided I need or that I get, and they're not the same. And it can be very easy for me to get uh, a bit precious about that and think, well, come on, God. Um, I know what I need. I am me, after all. Mm-hmm. What have you done lately? Yeah. You know? So why are you giving me what you want instead of what I want? And it's like, I want some rain. And God's like, all right, I have an idea. <laughs> Here you go. Here's some water. And, and it goes on. It says, when I reach the edge of my bravery, I'll still be singing at the banks of an unparted sea. And, and I mm. love that idea. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go as far as I can. And that's where I'll praise. If I can't go any farther, well, then that's where I'll offer my praise. If I, if I, if I go farther, I'll go farther. And then... Yeah. offer my praise but but i'm going to be thankful for whatever it is i think of you know james you know be thankful in all things yes and it's it's not always an easy an easy thing and that's why i love that line uh you know it, that it'll it'll leave a mark leave its mark yeah uh you know it's um sometimes it does Sometimes it does leave a mark, but the mark is where the stories are. Yeah. You know, when, when they came across the, the, the continent from the East Coast to the West Coast, those wagons didn't have a trail to follow. But after a while, they did because the one up front left a scar. It left a, a mark. It left mm-hmm. a reminder of what was there. And, and people are able to follow that. People are able to hear that that story. We know. Okay, here's the story of this. Um, I have never had anyone ask me, "Tell me about your fingers," because my fingers are just my fingers. Now, Grandpa was missing a finger. There was a scar there. There was. He had a lot of people. Hey, tell me mm-hmm. what happened with story. this because it's a story, mm-hmm. and the the scar that we get, even if it's a scar that we've received from getting something from God that just smacked us in the face because we were expecting rain and we got a flood, that's a story that we can tell about Jesus yeah. and, and lead someone. Um, I haven't told you this, I don't think, but on, on Monday night when I was in the prison, I went uh, by myself because Bev had to be, or not Monday, uh, thir- Saturday. Saturday. Saturday because mm-hmm. Bev was at a, a party. And when I was walking out of the prison, I was standing at the gate and there were some inmates that were polishing the floor and they saw my bracelet. It says, I heart CR. He's like, oh, what is CR? And it was the invitation to the story. And it allowed me to tell him, oh, it's Celebrate Recovery. And that's a faith-based 12-step program that we do here in the prison that you can take part of, just, you know, whatever. And that's, that's what we do with our scars of praise. And to be able to praise in that, to be able to stand on the edge of the ocean and say, Hey Jesus, I'm praying for you. Yeah, is something. Yeah, um, I, don't, I remember as a kid standing on the edge of the ocean at the, and you were raised in Miami. I'm sure at some point you stood at the edge of the oh, ocean, yeah. and I can remember standing at the edge of the ocean and straining, stretching as high as I could <laughs> with my little five year old self, looking out because I knew somewhere out there was Hawaii. 
<laughs> and I was going to see Hawaii. Did I see it? Oh, I think, I think, I, I don't know if I saw it or not. And I had no idea how far it was, but I was standing there looking for it in anticipation. And that's what it is with praise. It's like, all right, thank you, God, for what you've given me. And whatever you got next, you know, I don't know what it is, but boy, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be something. Yeah. 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 That's a cool thought. Yeah. So I know that some people aren't able to find that joy. And we were talking about ceiling raisers and floor raisers. And I know that there's some people that would prefer to um, cut in a basement and dig a hole. Um, and, and, and some people, I think, acknowledge that that's what they are. Some people know, oh, yeah, I'm the Debbie Downer, I'm the E, or I'm the person who you know, pulls the air out of the balloon. Some people don't. Uh, we had dinner tonight with a person and they literally told us I am, you know, lighthearted. <laughs> and the conversation that they had made over the meal, one part of the conversation they told us about a building that had collapsed and killed dozens of people while they slept. Uh, they talked about, oh, I don't know, prices going too mm -hmm. high. They talked, almost a, a, a large portion of what they talked about was negative. And if they went to something positive, they would find the negative stinger at the end. Yeah. And um, I literally pulled out my Bible app on my phone and I was looking for the thing in Philippians where it tells us to do stuff without grumbling. And, and Bev, you know, just kind of tapped me in and said, you know, don't, it's not going to matter. And <laughs> because we, we have history and track record with this person. So we know that they are not looking to raise the floor well, let me restate that. They think they are raising it. But what they're really doing is stabbing a big hole yeah. in the bottom of our raft and trying to find the drain at the bottom of the pool rather then than again, floating with the boats. Then again, they could be that ant, like I said, just walking around looking at the ground thinking that's all there is. Mm -hmm. I, I just, this is where I live. There's nothing else. I, I don't see above me. I don't see behind me, underneath me. So I this mean, is my lot in life, and this is where I'll always be, and I just need to be okay with this. Yeah. Um, so. so, Bev, where do you see yourself um, on this? Do you think that you, generally speaking, and obviously we're not all one thing. Mm -hmm. we're, we're a combination. But generally speaking, do you see yourself more as a floor raiser or a ceiling raiser? I would classify myself as a ceiling raiser. I have to... I don't know, I don't know how to begin this comment, but I don't think by nature I am um, always filled with unspeakable joy that I demonstrate outward. I, I feel like I have peace in my heart and I am, I do have joy, but I'm a little bit of a slow starter. And sometimes I need somebody to come alongside of me, which is I think why we work so well together because you are that person that is the, you know, I'm always happy. There's always silver lining on this cloud. Don't give up. Keep marching. Um, but I like to see tasks be completed. I want to see them completed, and I want them in order. I don't like to deal with sometimes the confusion and chaos that comes with uh, trying to get. And I keep coming back to the idea of uh, having an idea or a vision 
to me, those are too broad and too scattered for me. I like to have a more um, single-minded um, direction to go in, if that makes sense, not as spread out. So, yeah, I see myself as a ceiling raiser. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm definitely a floor raiser. I do too. Uh, with my definition. I, 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 I don't use your definition with it because I don't think that visionary um, is either of those. I think it can be both. But I think that what I like to do is make everyone better. Everyone mm-hmm. around me. Mm-hmm. I want to look at where people are and say, okay, let's get you better, you better, you better, you better, you better. And bring everybody so that the, the average raises. And, and getting the most out of a person that I can. That's what I see my gifting as and raising that floor so that everybody else is higher because this person got better and this person got better and this person got better. I'm not necessarily good at making people their best. I'm good at making people better. Could that have anything to do with the fact that you claim that you're codependent? Um, in order for you to like me, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no, I, I still like no, you. No, I think... I think um, I think that it does, there is a correlation between my raising the floor and codependency. I have not spent enough time with it to know which drives the other or if they're working in tandem. I don't, I don't have a solid answer on that mm. one, but I would definitely say that yes, being a codependent makes it easier for me to want to make everyone better uh, because I want everyone to, you know, I, I want to, if I make you better, you'll like me more mm-hmm. is where my brain is. Mm-hmm. And it's not an overt thought, but when I sit down and break it down and look at it, I th- think that's where my brain goes and why my brain does it. Now, I'm, I, I was always a better JV coach than a varsity coach because I can make people believe and I can get them to see you can do this. But like what I said, I, I can pull the ore out. I can maybe even smelt it down, but I don't make the fine jewelry. Mm. Um, I just, I get the raw product and, and give it to the artist. Um, that's the ceiling raiser. That artist is the, the ceiling raiser and makes them the best that they can be. I just make them better than they were and, and try to clear out some of the, the stuff. I I think, I mean, that's why I see myself. That's how I see you as well. I think one of the reasons why I don't see myself as a floor raiser is because I like to reap the benefits. This makes me sound really selfish and petty, but I I like to reap the benefits, benefits or observe the benefits of seeing someone else taken to a higher level or better place than they started out. But I don't know how to get people there. I barely know how to get myself there. Yeah, well, so I, I can relate to that. You know, me. so I can rejoice uh, with them. And speaking about the song, you know, at that point I can begin to feel my way into the praise. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, I, I have a little hard time seeing that because I can get into kind of a a hole. It takes me a little bit to get out of it. So yeah, yeah. So. So how do you, um, you're a leader, you were a teacher. Um, how do you deal with your, your floor raisers and your ceiling raisers? What do you do to uh, encourage them or enable them or equip them to be better? Do you have anything that 
you can think of that, that makes it easier for them to do their job from your experience? Wow. That, you know what? I'm going to think about that for a minute because yeah. I have a hard time. I think for me, I try to pair them with each other. I try to make sure that they're together so they can be working in the same direction as each other. Um, because I, I think of two race cars going down the road, and if they're in line, both cars will go faster. Right. If they're if they're head to toe. If the one car behind moves out to the side, it'll slow down the car in front of them, and it'll slow him down as well. They they won't go as fast side by side as they do in line. They'll both go faster in line. And and I think that's the way it is with our ceiling raisers and floor raisers is they will raise more together. So getting them to see which direction they're going, how they're doing it, and then working in, in tandem with each other, I think is important mm-hmm. for me. You know, actually, when you said that, it made me think about this. My seating chart in my classroom was very intentionally built on something similar i as i watch kids you know when they first came at the beginning of the year i didn't know them well enough to know but as time went by i just kept rearranging my seats because i could see which kids thrived together is there is that a past tense word thrived yeah Throve. not throved <laughs> which ones motivated each other and which ones didn't and which ones were completely opposite and would bump heads so I would find ways to put those kids with someone who complimented them. Um, When we would do like uh, math buddies, um, we had kids that were two years older than us that would come in and do math. I would pair the children in the upper grade that were not great math students with the kids that were good math students in first grade because together the first grader could actually motivate the third grader and they didn't have to say they didn't know mm-hmm. you know they could just fall right into line and you know vice versa but um i think there was a lot of grouping that i did that way yeah uh, on field trips i'd try to partner them up and not just always the best friends because they were not the best right I mean, they might get in trouble running off and doing something they shouldn't be doing yeah you know so yeah um i do like to use praise though for for anybody that I see doing a good job. I like to say that when I go to a restaurant where I see somebody who waits on me um, or somebody that looks like they're not having a great day, I like to be able to say, thank you for serving me. You did a great job tonight. Or, you know, this this job really suits you. You do well at it. I just, yeah. I think anybody can respond you to that. You should be a busboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the guy that I remember. When I look at you, I see janitor yeah right <laughs> my mom and I went to an IHOP when I was a kid and I know I've told you this story before but there was a guy and it must have been his first or second night there and he was busing tables and he had a plastic tub and that's when they had smoking sections well actually the whole restaurant was a smoking section and he emptied off the empty napkins and all this kind of things from the table and then dumped the ashtray and they caught on fire mm. and he's trying to grab drinks and stuff from people and putting out the fire my mom and I were just like, oh, my gosh, we were dying over there laughing. That's funny. You know, you know so. I think I want to start a business worth trampolines and call it U-Hop. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's so good. So there you go. That's my, my fun there, for the There's day. your, your uh, floor raising. Floor raising, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you better raise the ceiling. That's right. Or got, there right. might be trouble. The head yes. will go right through the roof. So 
All right. Well, uh, thank you, Joy. Uh, Joy, thank you, Bev, for joining us uh, in this. Uh, I appreciate it. This is something I've wanted to talk about, and I didn't want to talk about it by myself because I wanted to have a conversation about it. So I've been looking forward to having someone on so I could do this topic. So thank you for being you. It really is and, an interesting and thought. And, and when we're done, you know, doing this podcast, I'll still be thinking about this. You know, like, hmm, floor raiser, roof raiser. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you yeah. know, hopefully. Ceiling raiser, not roof raiser. That's not the well, same. You know, raise the roof. <laughs> uh, hopefully you, dear listener, will also be thinking about it after the podcast is done. And and what I'd like you to do is just drop me a line and let me know what you think about it, what, how you see yourself or maybe uh, your thoughts on ceiling raisers and floor raisers. Um, and you can send those thoughts to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can text me at 760-608-1942. Give me a call. I, I really love the feedback. I'm a big feedback kind of guy. And so uh, it's great if uh, if you can do that and, and just let me know what you think about it. If you got some ideas for songs of the week, I'm running low on those. Uh, I found some words. So I've actually got words up until uh, our July 4th show uh, lined up. But I could use more words, too, because actually, you know, I've only got three left after this. Uh, July 4th is all right around the corner here. Um, so, um, well, that's interesting. As I'm looking at this, you know, I, I, I have my, my weeks and everything lined up. I, uh, I skipped a week. Uh, I completely skipped tomorrow's show, yeah, which is going to be the, uh, the 29th. Uh, I, I've got, I've got um, May 23rd, and then I go right to June 6th. So anyhow, uh, I, I need some words. That's what I'm trying to say, people. I need words. So you can send those to me. Uh, don't forget, we are listener-supported, so uh, tell people to listen to us so they can support us. And if you want to be a financial supporter, you text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA, which is uh, 925-5722. And I just want to say, if you believe in the power of prayer, please be lifting up our friend Faith from Paxton Pantry who has major surgery uh, today, today. as this comes out. Yeah, right, uh, right. she will either be in surgery or out of surgery, depending on when you listen to this. Um, so drop a prayer for her and for Dan um, yes. as well. Yeah, um, and their entire family. they've got you know, a lot of stuff going on. So yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and supporting. We love you. And we'll see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.